Celeste Florenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa che va Capital of the world. What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! It's the TC Martin Show. Léger hors jeu, mais cette fois-ci, il n'y en a pas pour Marco Reus. Très fort devant le but! Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Largo pifio. Messi la tiene. Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta. Gol! 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 Cerebro! Cerebro! Cerebro Iniesta! The doctor is now in. Terrible Tuesday it is. Why is that? Major League Baseball fans panicking a little bit. Yes, we are. We'll get it right. All right, terrible Tuesday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Glad to have you with us wherever you may be. Coast to coast, border to border, barrel to barrel. Now, every time I hear barrel to barrel, I think of you guys with a Cracker Barrel. Because I know you got, I got two Cracker Barrel aficionados here. One in Brad the Believer. Yeah, my uh, my body looks like a barrel play-doh. <laughs> you look like the barrel guy. That uh, who's the barrel guy? The barrel guy went to the Bronco games. Wasn't that guy in a barrel? Oh, I thought you, you were talking, talking about, about uh, Barrel Ken for Wyoming that always comes. To there, the, there you go. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he, the same he's got guy. A gut on him, uh, you know. All right. He, all right. But uh, I, I have the uh, well proportioned goo all over the place. The gilling. Earthquake in the, in the house here as well today, ladies and gentlemen. Doing our thing on a terrible Tuesday. Plenty to vent our frustrations about today. Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, plenty of great stuff. TJ Reeves will join us live from Tampa, Florida. And TJ has got uh, the breaking news and the updated news on the Miami Marlins situation. They count now up to 17 players testing positive uh, quarantined. Uh, so obviously the Marlins did not get to play their home opener last night. Their game today postponed again. So uh, the outbreak, and we can only hope here that this outbreak is just quarantined to the Marlins. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, the Phillies were, were concerned. Uh, they were getting their testing done yesterday as uh, they were getting ready to play the Yankees. And the Yankees were stuck in a Philadelphia hotel room, and I don't understand why they just couldn't have said, okay, guys, let's go, let's pack it up, let's go to Yankee Stadium, and let's play there. Let's do that. They very easily could have done that, but the Yankees hanging around for two days in Philadelphia and not getting a chance to play. Uh, Yesterday afternoon at this time, they actually thought that they were going to possibly play today's game, but that didn't happen. But guess what happened? They got the test results back, and no Philadelphia Phillies tested positive, which was... Great news there. Great news, great news. So I'm hoping and I'm thinking that this thing was just you know correlated to the Marlins. I don't want to point any fingers here, but you know, this is Miami. No, please point some fingers. Oh, that's Miami. We want to know. It's Miami Beach. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things there. Players going out. 
whether you're going out and about, you're in the restaurants, you're doing things of that nature, I don't think it was really confined to the clubhouse. And they want to point fingers and and, and say you know, it was in, in Philadelphia and their clubhouse. No, I think they, they brought this either from Miami, planes, trains, automobiles, something like that. But, you know, a good thing is that we're not we're not seeing really anybody else affected here, but you know the, the Marlins up to seventeen players. So that tells me it's something in your camp. TC, this is what I'm curious about. We're we're less than two and a half weeks into the Major League Baseball season of 2020, 2021. and before the season started, players were tested as they were coming in to start the season. So what happened between then and now, where there's been this outbreak? Like you mentioned, stuff going around the city. What have they been doing when they're not doing their job? This is the question I want to know. I, I know we don't have film crews documenting their every move, but I sure would like to know just for future reference, and I'm sure the NFL and the other professional sports leagues and teams that aren't in a bubble <coughs> want to know what they can do to avoid a similar outbreak with their team. You know, Chris Bosio was on the show yesterday, and we talked a lot about this. Talked to him again this morning, and, and that's what he said. He said the exact same thing. He's going, you know, got to believe it was it was something there. I mean, it's Miami, that sort of thing. But here's an interesting stat for it. So we know that people in Major League Baseball, fans, media are going crazy. We should shut down the season. And again, I don't think you should overreact to this. Agreed. Okay, this is a next man up mentality. And we have to have it in the NBA. We have to have it in Major League Baseball. Yes, you have a 30-man taxi squad. I get that. 17 guys. Okay, it's going to be hard for the Marlins to go ahead and get people. But again, you've got over 130 people within your organization going down to rookie ball, single A, double A, triple A, all of those batteries, options. You've got all that. Okay, so you, you've got people to go through with this. But here's the thing. Over 3,300 tests have been done by Major League Baseball over the last few weeks. Okay, 3,300. Do you know how many positive tests we've got back? And this is including the 17 with the Marlins. Uh, I would just be guessing. I would they say guess. 50. Okay, it's 99. But that's still like less than, what, 2%, 3%? It's not bad. Not it's a bad 3%. number at all, TC. It's 3%. So I liked... <laughs> What Rob Manfred? That was not earthquake, by the way. I don't know. Was that was that the Winston Smoker guy from the commercial back in the day? What are you doing? That over guy there? doesn't seem to have a lot uh, of power behind yeah. his uh, ten hours of coughing sound effects that <laughs> I found. It takes me back. We talked about it yesterday. Ferris Bueller, remember the scene? That's right, where he's calling in sick. Yes. And he's got the keyboard. Yeah, he's got the keyboard. And then he had the snore going too. Remember that? He had the keyboard snore. That was a great, that was a great one. That was, that was good. A good job. Yeah, good sound effect there. Did you record that quick? You could use that one for future reference. But here's what I like what Rob Manfred had to say today. Rob Manfred said, Major League Baseball health protocols are adequate. Protocols were built to allow us to play through these positives to keep our players safe. So good for Rob Manfred. Don't cave in here. Let's keep playing some baseball. Let's get fans back in the stands. Maybe not right away, but let's agreed. Let's get there. Okay, I'm tired of looking at the cardboard cutouts. Tired of looking at the uh, generated fans that Fox did last week or whatever. Even though I didn't see that, but I heard about it, and we'll dive into all that. But let's don't overreact here. This it's bad with the Marlins, but this shows right there when the Phillies have zero positive cases here. All the tests came back today. They're okay. This is all the Marlins. Okay, that, that points. Great news. An- another good thing, TC, not a lot of people are talking about, and I want you to take note of this here, out of every sport 
that's going on right now. UFC, soccer, boxing, Major League Baseball, hockey, NFL, everyone's been testing. Of all the positive tests for these athletes, how many have been reported that have had to have been hospitalized with a positive test? I'm going to wait for you to guess. That's been reported. The answer is zero. There it is. Okay. So I yeah. was waiting for that. Uh, uh, talk about overreacting. This is a really good sign, okay, because the media still wants to put us into a bit of a panic at times, wants to put questions in our minds, okay, but this is a great blueprint here with professional sports. We've had positive tests, but if out of these positive tests, however many they be, we have had zero reports of any of these athletes or even the staff that have had to have been hospitalized due to a positive COVID test. So that's good in letting people know that if you don't have underlying conditions, that, that it, 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 it could be a safe place to recover with quarantine and proper protocol. And I think this should also lead to furthering the discussion of schools being open. And, we t- and how does that tie into sports? Well, we talked about the pressure it puts on families and parents to not only try to support their families, but now they have to be teachers and school counselors and all of the above. So it, it's really important that we can take this into consideration and be careful and, of course, continue to practice safety when we're going about continuing to get things back to normal. It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. Okay, let's back it up a little bit. The news that we had early last week regarding the Washington Football Club. I still can't get used to it. I think it's going to take time to get used to it. And, of course, we've been talking a lot of Major League Baseball over the last you know, four or five days or so. But now let's get back to this. As training camps open... No more Redskins, even though Redskin Park still has the name on it, as Charles Mann and Trevor Madge told us last week. But guys, the Washington Football Club, I'm not down with this. They had some time to put things together. And I understand that for trademark issues and this and that, it's going to take 18 to 24 months. But it just shows me that Daniel Snyder and these Ham and Agers were not ready for this. They delayed, 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 delay game penalty after delay game penalty. I like the Red Tails or a couple other options here, but to go an entire season with no nickname, I'm not okay with it. We're just going to have to say Washington or Washington Football Club. This is what we're going to have to see on the screen, hear announcers say. And how many times are announcers going to apologize during the course of broadcast? Oh, the Redskins. Oh, I'm sorry, because... They feel bad that they're saying it. We caught Charles Mann, Trevor Madge saying it too. Oh, I, I, it slipped. Uh, it's offensive. We got to take it out of our repertoire. The only way to take it out of the repertoire is replace it with something else. Yeah, and unfortunately for Dan Snyder and the Redskins, uh, Slappy was on his MacBook Pro on the doorsteps of the Washington Monument and trademarking all of the names yes. that were available for the Redskins or uh, for the Washington Football Club. Right. So like- they could not acquire a new nickname. So this is why they're going to have to wait another year because all the names that they wanted to grab were taken. So they don't have any options at the moment. They're going to have to wait or they're going to have to buy out potential names from somebody that already owns the rights right. and trademarks. That's just the situation you're in. Somebody for, like we talked about yesterday, Nostradamus 
Yep. This and they already forecasted this was going to happen, and they've scooped up all the available names. I know, and we've saw this happen way back when with all the dot coms came into play. Everyone was doing that. You just pay the guy off or something like that. But again, you have to have something better in place than this. And again, so Washington football club team whatever for the entire season. No, I I can't do it. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. All right, Jamal Adams traded from the Jets to Seattle yesterday after he rips Adam Gase and Woody Johnson on Twitter last week. So we know about the Woody Johnson, the racist comments, and that's here or there, whatever. Okay, and so Jamal Adams had some things to say. But what got me here is that he went out on Adam Gase, and he went out basically and said, this guy showed no leadership skills during last year. He was in way over his head. He got into halftime, couldn't even address the team in the locker room, made no halftime adjustments, and just starts ripping his head coach, or now his former head coach. And I think that's what led to him getting jettisoned out of there and ended up in Seattle. But here's the deal. Usually, you know me, I, I don't like these loudmouth athletes, you know, uh, you know, the Antonio Browns, and you know, we, we talk about this all the time. But with with this situation, I actually don't mind him calling out Adam Gase because Adam Gase should not be a head coach anywhere. These guys always get these jobs because they're the hot coordinator at the time. Didn't work out for Josh McDaniels in Denver. I mean, he was in the exact same situation. Does not going to he's not going to command that presence in any locker room or on a football field. And it makes me sick to give guys these coveted head coaching positions just because you're a coordinator, because you can dial up some X's and O's, you can draw it up or whatever. You have to have leadership skills. You have to be able to lead men. You have have to be able to lead that at some point in time. But most of these guys come in as quality control coaches, then they work their way up. Does not make you a head coach. So I don't mind him calling him out. Am I wrong here? No, you're not you, we're, we're in agreement here. I'm not a fan of Adam Gase. Uh I, I don't I think he's I, I don't want to go as strong as saying he's a clown, but he should not have had a second run as a head right. coach. He had a run in Miami, didn't work out. Should have been relegated back to coordinator, and I think probably the same for the likes of someone like Pat Shermer, who had a run with the Giants that was short-lived. And look, Adam Gase has not been known, especially in his time here with the New York Jets, to be a player's coach whatsoever. Doesn't seem to be a big advocate from anybody. Uh, look, maybe he had some positive <laughs> relationships with Jay Cutler in Chicago and with Peyton Manning before that, but but Adam Gase is not the guy that's going to get the Jets uh, to the level that they want to be at. And look, I'm with you. I don't agree much on the outspoken player trashing teams and players after they're already out the door. Uh, I don't. I don't. Russell Wilson is is the glue that holds that franchise together because they've had a lot of outspoken personalities there. And if it weren't for Russell Wilson, they wouldn't make the playoffs. But because of Russell Wilson, they make the playoffs every year. All right. So Jamal Adams traded Jets to Seattle. The deal. Uh, Adams uh, goes for two first-round picks. Mm. Now, likely, that, that seems a little bit you know, odd, a little strange, and a lot here. And those picks, when you look at it, are going to probably be between 25 and 32 because C- Seattle's usually pretty good. So they're going to be drafting somewhere around uh, you know, that neighborhood there. Then Le'Veon Bell, the Jets running back, he tweets at Jamal Adams, and his tweet reads as follows, People doing all the hooting and the hollering to get you brought in? And you just leave. And then he throws in an LOL there. 
I don't think you need to go with the LOL there. I think that is a shot because Le'Veon Bell wanted uh, Jamal Adams in New York with the Jets because they need a heck of a lot of help, especially the defensive side of the ball. But uh, here's Le'Veon Bell I've been very, very critical of. Uh, you know, the way he held out and everything. But, uh, of course, he wants to chime in via Twitter as well, too. Look, uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big Le'Veon Bell guy, but I give him a little bit of credit. He's, he's kind of rode the wave here in his short, short tenure w- with the Jets. Um, but Le'Veon Bell, in my opinion, made a big mistake when he did not play two years ago. And so I'm not really that interested in a mediocre Jets team and a running back that's seen his better days going at it with Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is a fine safety, but he's not going to win and lose you games or playoff games. So to me, the Jets won this deal by really getting quite a bit for Jamal Adams. Two first-round picks, a third-round pick. And they've got a starting safety in Bradley McDougal also. I thought they did a great job uh, of getting kind of a king's ransom for Jamal Adams. So they're the winners out of this deal. All right, the NHL has a new team, as we know. Seattle went back and forth to name their team. They didn't didn't know what they were going to do, but it finally comes up. They are the Kraken. That's right, K-R-A-K-E-N, the Seattle Kraken. What is a Kraken? Well, I guess that is a mythical creature What at the bottom of the Puget Sound. I have no idea, but uh, like we said the other day, uh, breaking news uh, just in. Yes, what, what is the arena now? Called, it will be known as the Crack House for the Kraken. Beautiful. All right. Do you think anybody will actually use that? Because people are going to be talking about that. Hey, come to the Crack House. You're going to the Shark Tank tonight, right? Tonight, we got the San Jose Sharks. They're coming where? To the Crack House. Oh, I sure hope they do. You got to go with that, right? I hope so. You got to use it. Well, they've got to. Look, I'm not a fan of, uh, I'm not a huge fan of hockey. I support the Golden Knights, but I assure you, if they go by the name the Crack House, I'll be buying my (laughs) Crack House gear. Yes. You know, I know who else will. Justin Numchuk. Yeah, of course he will. Exactly. Because he loved, remember him in the Coronavirus World Tour. So we'll be going at it with our, uh, the Crack House garb and and gear. So So I'm in for that. I've heard people mixed about the name Kraken. I'm not down with Kraken. I'm an old school guy. Bring me something that ends in the S or something like that, okay? Kraken? Really? Again, I'm not really familiar with the the situation there. Kraken! I like it. I like the Why do you like it? I don't know. It's different. It's different. There's a lot you can do with it uh, because it is like this creature from from the ocean. So there's a lot of different. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of different plays yeah. on the the name. Yeah, there's some cool word plays you can do. You know, you when you hear the crack when you hit somebody against the glass. So yeah. you can do some cool things with crack. Are we going to get this uh, ugly Gila monster or something coming out of the sea? Are we going to have? Or, or are we going to get some octopus uh, logo thing here as a mascot? We're going to have somebody on skates with with. I don't know. Tentacles and eight arms and legs. When I think of Kraken, the Kraken, too, you also think of like Pirates of the Caribbean, like the movie, because they have a Kraken in that movie. So it might be kind of cool. You might see some pirates show up. Who knows? As long as we don't see Larry the Legend bent over a a, a toilet bowl and his Kraken, then uh, we'll all be fine. (laughs) Please, I don't know. (laughs) Terrible. That was terrible. What do you expect? That was terrible. All right, back to Major League Baseball. The Blue Jays can't play at home in Toronto. We've been talking about that. Pittsburgh rejected them, but they did agree to terms to play in their minor league park, even though the players didn't want that, in Buffalo. But wait, 
As Lee Corso would say with his pencil, not yet, not so fast, my friends. No, they can't play there. Their first homestand is going to be played in Washington and uh, taking place tonight and then in Philadelphia. Why? Because construction is going on in their stadium. So no home games in Toronto. Now no home games in Buffalo because they're working on the stadium. Now, didn't you know this in advance? When you're trying to find other places, you know, we can always go to Buffalo. Oh, wait a minute. That construction crew is still going to be working in there for the next couple weeks. So we already got a short Major League Baseball season of only 60 games. We're losing home games left and right here. So now we can't even play in Buffalo. But uh, here's probably the terrible news, guys. I don't know if you know this. Do you know what the stadium name there is in Buffalo? And what's it named after? All right, it is the Salen Stadium. That'd be S A H L E N Salen. That is in Salen Hot Dogs. Uh, get the Christopher Cross music ready, okay, Earthquake? All right. All right. <laughs> because... So here we go. Can I get some music? I need some music behind this because I'm going to give you some Salen hot dog information for you. And why you? You went Christopher Cross on me? Oh, you know it, man. Salen. I got that. You got it, going? Baby. Yeah. All right, yes. It's hot dogs. This is what Salen has to say. It's hot dogs. It's the snap. There it is. The texture. The taste. Everyone has their reason why Salen's Smokehouse Hot Dogs are their favorite. For some, it's the only hot dog. For us, it's the way of life. Every hot dog is packed with fresh quality ingredients. No filler. And that snap. I keep talking about the snap. It comes from our signature casing, which ensures your flame-grilled hot dogs maintain that crispy skin that can only be Salen's. Yes, since 1869, they have Salen hot dogs, ladies and gentlemen. Natural casing. We got reduced fat skinless, tender casing, and the ever-popular foot-long hot dog that we have to have. Yes, believer, the foot-long. That was literally the greatest uh, pitch ever with the Christopher (laughs) Cross underneath. And then (laughs) so. Hold on. What was that? It is a foot-long, believer. Hold on, I got it. Hold on. Here we try to get the timing. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so, look, tell Salem Hot Dogs to send over the big check right now because that was literally the greatest spot ever with the music in the background. A plus. It's got to be a terrible hot dog. You know, I'm a Vienna guy. It's got to be terrible. But they do have the footlong hot dog. Is that the footlong? And then some. (laughs) There it is. Yes. And let's remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Believer in Earthquake, remember, it's all about the wiener. And a wiener right in my hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hebrew National, <laughs> Vienna Beef. Uh, Vienna Beef, the gold medalist. Nathan's a silver medalist. Hebrew National, the bronze medalist. And the Salem hot dog, Christopher Cross hot dog. I, I just Forget can't get out about of my it. mind how amazing with that underbed of Christopher Cross and TC's Salem hot dog pitch. I mean, that's award winning right there. <laughs> they need to write the check now. Okay, we need to clip that quake. We need to save it, copyright it, because, I mean, that's A-plus commercial, uh, Super Bowl commercial quality right there. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, it is all about the wiener. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> I got too many buttons it's going on. It's all about the wiener. We're just setting me up for It's all here. about the wiener, Quake. I'm working on it. Hey, it's all geez. about the wiener. Where's your wiener, Quake? It's a disaster. Where's a wiener right in my hand. Got a wiener right in your hand. It, 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 clearly it's in his hand because his hand can't click right now. There's too many buttons today. Oh, too many buttons. Patrick Beverly, let's talk buttons. Yes, 
Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harold, they left the bubble. We talked about that. Beverly left to attend to emergency personal matter. Harold departed. Uh, tend to be excused also for family emergency. And here comes Lou Williams down the stretch. As Lou Williams said, if my teammates can use that excuse, I will too. He said he was going for a funeral for, for a friend. Okay, so I don't want to rip the guy too too badly there. But when you show up at Magic City afterwards in Atlanta, GA, and we all know what happens in Atlanta City, in, in, uh, in Magic City, uh, yes, he shows up at a strip club when he's supposed to be quarantined. Is that the football? And then some. <laughs> Believe it, we talked about it yesterday. I had to hit it again today. He said he had to go to Magic City to get the wings. To get the wings. There had to be a lap dance in there as well, right? You would think so. It's just an embarrassment. Like, what do you, you're going to a funeral, allegedly, and you come out. It's, it's one thing if you just go on the sneak tip and get yourself some wings and go home, but you've got to take a picture of yourself right. at the strip club with your buddy wearing your mask. And wearing the mask that is only exclusively giving to those NBA players in the bubble. That's where it's absolutely terrible and unacceptable. Dude, keep it to yourself, do your thing, and get back to the bubble. No, I think I'll take a picture and post it on social media. Moron. <laughs> exactly. Yes, so Sweet Lou Williams quarantined for leaving the bubble and ending up in a strip club in Atlanta. Oh, there's your cherry pie quake. You love your cherry pie, don't you? I think it's one of the best strip club songs you could you could imagine. Yeah. Sounds like you're speaking from experience there. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing pumps me up more <laughs> than hearing cherry pie. All right. Okay. So Fox is adding the computerized uh, generated fans. I didn't see the games last week, guys. I didn't see it. Three games last weekend, so I really can't comment on it. But again... Uh, they added fans and team colors. They used some ambient sound. Bazio said he saw it last week. He thought that it was a replay of an old game. But you know what? I guess it's got to be better than the cardboard cutouts, right? It's got to be better than that nonsense. But still, I don't like it. Now, I'm looking at Dodger Stadium the other night. We're watching the Dodgers and the Giants. And you see the cardboard cutouts. And for a place like Dodger Stadium, it just really looked hokey-jokey. Didn't somebody say they spotted Mary Hart there in the That's third right. row? That was, that was the legend. The legend. Good job, legend. Spotted that right there. There you go. I'm still looking for John Levitz over there in he the was concession there. stand. We spotted him, too. There you go. So there you have it. So you've got that. But, so, when you have that... That shot behind the pitcher's mound, the center field camera shooting, and you see the goofball cardboard cutouts. But what happens? And here comes the 3-2 pitch. Foul ball down the first baseline, and the camera's cutting, and what do we see? There's no more cardboard cutouts down the first baseline, down the third baseline. We're seeing thousands upon thousands of empty seats now. So again, if you're going to do it, why don't you just do it all the way through, or at least scatter those fans? But how stupid does it look when you've got it all jammed in behind home plate, and once you look to the left or to the right, stand up, sit down, fight, 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 you get nothing. Or you go to the bleachers in the pavilion, you get nothing out there. So, again, I'm not down with this. It's ridiculous. I don't want to see cardboard cutouts. And here's another thing. With the computer-generated fans and the ambient sound and all that stuff, to me, that's like... It, it, it's like the old uh, the old sitcoms back in the day where, you know, they have the laugh track. You know that no one is in the studio audience, right? Right. You got that. Okay? But I will say this, that back in the day 
when we were young enough, we know there wasn't a studio audience, so we thought there actually might be people there laughing. But now, still today, on these sitcoms, ABC, NBC, CBS, they're, they're firing away at us. It sounds ridiculous. I know their fans are not there in these baseball parks. I know they're not, not there. everybody knows so that, don't, So don't insult me with it. Yeah, but, but people out there believe that. I mean, when I'm watching the game with Larry the Legend, he kept telling me, oh, look, there's people in the stands. Okay, he's pointing out Mary Hart and John Lovett's always waiting for Richard Marks and Daisy Fuentes in the background, okay? Christopher Cross may be buying a ticket very soon. He's an L.A. guy, He's by the way. He's an L.A. guy. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Michael Bolton? Yeah. There I was hoping he was back there. There's no fans allowed in the stadium. We know that. We don't need that. Don't insult our intelligence with it. It looks stupid. And for people say, hey, it looks kind of cool, it doesn't look cool. It looks stupid. I want to see a line drive take somebody's head off. Okay? That would be interesting. Cut the cardboard right there. Now, what if these fans, these cardboard fans, you mentioned electronically, what if they start... Like waving and doing the wave. Oh, is I heard that. I heard that. That's coming. Okay, so is this going to make it a little more uh, palatable for you? Uh, you know what? I- I'm going to say this. It I'll- will be cool to see one of them get their heads rocked I- off by a line. Okay, so line the cardboard off. cutout I'm not down with, but I will say this. Since I didn't watch any the three Fox games on Saturday, I will go ahead and, and give it a shot if they're going to do it this weekend. And maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll like it because I do like the fan interaction. Maybe I'll be okay with it. But the cardboard cutouts I'm not down with. So... How about to be continued for me with the Fox-generated fans and ambient sound? TC, I want to add a late addition to Terrible Tuesday because we had in the NFL today uh, the opt-out clause for the 2020 season with uh, COVID-19. Quite a few players have decided to exercise that option and opt out. Not that I am arguing that point completely. If you feel that that's what you need to do, fine. But for the rest of us jabronis and ham and eggers out here in the real world, myself and Quake could speak to that. There's not an option to opt out of your job. You go and you get paid and you do what you're paid to do or you don't feed your family. So it must be a pretty nice luxury for these guys to go ahead and make the decision after we just mentioned that all the athletes that have tested positive for COVID, zero so far have knock on what have resulted in hospitalizations. So it must be great to go ahead and sit out this season. Not only are you letting your teammates down, and I'm not trying to, like I said, if you want to do it, it's fine. But it doesn't seem like some of the consequences or anybody else is being taken into consideration when they make these decisions. So speaking of which, today we get word that your team, the Minnesota Vikings, okay, Michael Pierce, their defensive tackle, yes. was going to be probably be the starter this year. He opted out. He just signed a three-year, $27 million deal in March. And guess what? He says, I'm out. I'm opting out. But guess what? He gets... $350,000 is a consolation prize. Thanks for playing, Michael Pierce. So, and your deal, it's not going to start till next year. Now, he was going to get $3 million this year, and it was going to is going to be heavy on the next couple years after that. But for not playing for opted out, he should get zero, but they're going to give him 350 Gs. Should get zero, TC. Right? It's a tough line to cross here because I don't want to give people such a hard time for opting out. He's not positive. He's just afraid to go, right? That's what it looks right? like. Right? What do you mean? I, I, just, I just wish we had that option. I wish the earthquake could say, I'm ready to opt out. Pay me my $60,000 salary so I can go home and take care of my family. What? See you next year. What That's universe right. are we living in that I make $60,000? But seriously, okay? Hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> Three hundred fifty grand for saying, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Hey, maybe I really don't have that love of the game. Maybe I yeah, I maybe, don't think we're we, going to be that good this hopefully year. Hopefully we can call the yeah. hotline, Governor Sisolak, right? and say, because all the politicians wow. want to tell us uh, that we're choosing not to go back to work to collect the 600 Wrong again. 
Okay, the fact is there's not enough hours or work out there to support your family. Okay, so go ahead, Michael Pierce. Thanks a lot. See you next year. Uh, opt out. Look, du- Tar- Tarnef, Duvardet for uh, Chiefs opting out. There's going to be more. They have till Monday, TC, to yep. opt out. Yep. It just must be nice to be a professional athlete and decide to stay at home instead of working like the rest of us. You got it. All right. Marina right in my hand. <laughs> and I will leave you with this, my friends. It is official. They signed the contract the other day. Mike Tyson taking on Roy Jones Jr. I don't know if you saw the video of this. They had a video Zoom here of these two guys signing the contract and Mike Tyson wearing a white T-shirt. What did he have in his mouth? Any any guesses? I hope it was a rubber ear. I really hope it was. It was not even it was, it was it was rubber a doobie. ear. It was. He had a blunt going on. He couldn't put the blunt down. So, again, no fancy-dancy press conference. No one dressed to the nines like Roy Jones usually does. No. Roy Jones in a T-shirt signs a contract. Iron Mike signs a contract. This is a joke with a capital J. Ah. It's so much of a joke. He's got a blunt in his mouth. What do you think the California State Athletic Commission is thinking about this? Because they're signing on for this, and they're seeing the guy sign the Athletic Commission paperwork smoking a doob. Yeah, it's unfortunate, TC, because a lot of people are going to be excited for this return, and it's going to be a really half-assed exhibition. These guys will be lucky to touch each other through three rounds. They're just going to do it for the check. I'm convinced of that now. So anybody that's thinking about buying this on pay-per-view and excited to see Mike Tyson's return. It's going to be at best a glorified sparring session that is just guys barely touching each other through three rounds. You got September 12th at the Dignity Health Sports Complex in Carson. It's Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. I think Mike is serious about it. I think Roy, he's not taking this serious. I think he's going to... And again, this is not a good matchup. I mean, Mike wants to come heavy hit. And Roy wants to, you know, get, punch and get in, get out. Forget This isn't going to be any good. And, again, the last time we saw Mike Tyson was what? I think, what, hangover? Yeah. Hangover two, three? How many hangovers have there been? Two or three? Three. 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 I, think three. I think he's waiting for a bit part again in hangover four. He needs some cashola, and he's not getting that call from Ed Helms and company. He's not getting it. Did he lay out Ed Helms? Did I think he lay he, him I, out? I think he did. And, and, and then, he brought his tiger with him. He brought the tiger with him. But more importantly, he couldn't even get into the end of the last movie, right? He had to sing One Night in Bangkok. And it was a horrible rendition. Terrible. Did you see his workout videos, though, Like that are on Twitter? Like him working out? I mean, it is impressive. Dude, have you seen the Believer workout? Okay, Believer has never not. never pay, had a boxing glove in his hand ever. He never had a heavy bag ever. Okay? He gets in there 10 minutes later. He looks like he's ready for a main event. Wow. So these videos that you're seeing. They're impressive. It's, it's anybody. The Believer was impressive. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can be impressive when you're just hitting a heavy bag. All That's right. what I'm saying. I was, I'm just saying for 54 years old, Mike Tyson looked ferocious in those videos. Yeah. So, yeah. How did he look last time he was in the ring for real? All right, yeah, that's what see we're later. that's what we get to see. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. still waiting for my second lesson because I, I want to get I want to get punched for real. So Kenny, if you're listening, <laughs> believers waiting. Okay, quick, you know I'm not. You know I'm serious. Here, I know okay? that's what worries me. <laughs> All right, uh, terrible Tuesday takes. Hit us on Twitter tcmart21 at Brad the Believer. When we come back, we're going to talk to TJ Reeves. We'll talk about a little boxing with him, but uh, more importantly, the Marlins situation. Our man in Florida will hit him next. Check out his big stethoscope. Or not. 
It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. All right, there he is on the stage in Magic City, just getting back from Atlanta, Georgia. Checking out the chicken wings, the lap dances. He is the Bucks sideline guy, T.J. Reeves. How's that introduction, my man? Uh, that is outstanding. Uh, Pump up the Michael Jackson there. Pump it up there, Quake. There you go. Uh, hey, I cannot Woo! hear this song without unseeing Chris Tucker in Rush Hour 2 with Jackie Chan and my twins. My twin 12-year-olds have now discovered the Rush Hour movies and love that scene. And now the to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, the buck stops here. <laughs> the tenacious one, TJ Reeves. But TJ, let me ask you this. Have you ever gone to a a, a club of, of this nature, like our good friends in the movie Bachelor Party, and ran into this? Mars Venus. Well, well, right. It, it, uh, it, that's a very prominent one, obviously, in Tampa <laughs> that Brad the Believer knows all about. It yes, is legendary. Sir. So, you, of course, you guys are in Vegas. And then so. <laughs> This is like second nature to you guys because you're in Vegas. How did we totally digress inside of 60 seconds into a comparison of who has the best strip clubs? I mean, all, all you need to know is that the uh, – the <laughs> can you imagine Adam Silver and Doc, uh, Doc Rivers being informed that this is what Lou Williams was up to? I mean, that's more comedy than him going to the strip club in and of itself. Is it somebody had to go tell these guys this is what that Joker is up to? You know, I'm missing uh, something here. Forensic. I'm missing something. I really thought after a funeral, you gather at a family member's house. You had some good food. Maybe you had some 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 chicken and some uh, you know some right. some pasta and that sort of thing. Or maybe you go to the VFW Hall or something like that. I had no idea that we went to a strip club for for post funeral. Hey, everybody, come on down here. The food is great. Break the tension. Somehow VFW Hall and Lou Williams don't go in the same sentence either. They don't. But I, I love that about you. Um, so, yeah, you've got that. I mean, we, we have just got every angle you could want right now in the state of Florida because you've got the NBA bubble and the regular season games about to happen in Orlando and uh, buckle up. And then I know you want to get to the Marlins and Major League Baseball and – with the, I mean, the, the news is changing by the hour. You and I were doing stuff a couple of hours ago, and now it looks like the Marlins aren't going to be able to play since we were just together. They're not going to be able to play for at least a week and, and maybe longer. And, and if you're the Phillies, how are you playing when you don't know to what extent you were exposed to COVID-19 this weekend? Whoever's playing the Phillies doesn't want to play them. So uh, it's crazy. Okay. It, it's crazy so, for baseball, too. So w- pick whatever avenue you want to travel. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Marlins. But I'm going to just say you know, the news came out that the Phillies had zero positive tests. So as far as I'm concerned, Phillies well, are clear. That, that, They're they, ready to but, go. But wait, but, Play they, ball. but that they know of, because it takes at least two weeks for you to know for sure that you don't have something. So everybody's negative at the moment, but you could be positive on Thursday or Friday or next Monday. Are we doing glass glass half empty or half full yeah. here? Okay, we got sixty six days to play sixty right. games. Let's go play some baseball. Okay, it's next man up. We got a thirty man taxi squad. Okay, take your I'm thirteen, you. your Look, seventeen. I, let's play some as, baseball here. As far okay, so let's just contain this. I'm with you for the teams that haven't been exposed to the Marlins 
or the Phillies, yeah, let them let them go on. But for right now, how do you have games? Half the Marlins team and some of the and some of the organization has it right now. And so I don't know how they're playing in the next week or two and how this affects the schedule. So this almost becomes like the T.C. Martin Beer League softball here on rearranging the schedule on who was supposed to be playing the Marlins and, and how do we adjust that and do we make up games with double headers? So I, I want to see them finish this, but uh, I was not very reassured watching Rob Manfred last night uh, on, on the MLB Network interview because the, the most central question is, and I didn't, I didn't hear a good answer, how did you let that game go on on Sunday? As opposed to, hey, everybody, let's just hit the pause button on the one Sunday game while we figure out how many of the Marlins might or might not have it. Instead, they played the game. TC, so, we'll see. T- TJ, I've got to ask you this question. We're not even two full weeks into the season. What happened? No, five days. What <laughs> happened? Into the season. What happened between now and... And then with these Marlins players where they all of a sudden have now had a contagion outbreak within that locker room. Yeah, I don't well, think, I don't think it they, happened in the locker room. What were they doing? It's in, it's Miami, my friend. This is all about Miami. This is about this team. This isn't about anybody else right now. This is within in their confines, their house. And I don't, I don't buy that it happened there in Philadelphia. It happened right. before they got on the plane, obviously. And... And if it's to be believed, Manfred said uh, in the interview that they showed up to play the games in Philadelphia. They were tested on Thursday before they left and were negative. Were tested on Friday in Philadelphia the day of the game. And apparently they've got these rapid tests where they can tell. They were negative on Friday. And then on Saturday it was one or two players, maybe one player and a member of the organization. And then on Sunday it's half the team. So the logical connect the dots is these guys were exposed earlier in the week, like you were saying, TC in Miami, and traveled to Philadelphia not knowing that they were contagious and it didn't show up on a test yet uh, until they they became uh, symptomatic, contagious, all of that, and and here we go. I'm with you, though. I want to see the baseball. Heck, the Rays are off to a great start and destroyed the Braves last night uh, and and are off to a 3-1 and start, so... For whatever limited baseball we have, we want to see some of it, but we got to be careful that half of these guys aren't going to be out of commission with coronavirus and unable to play games. Then this this whole thing becomes a fiasco. So I did like what Rob Manfred said here, and I know you're, you're referencing the uh, interview he did last night on MLB Network, and he said Major League Baseball health protocols are adequate. Protocols were built to allow us to play through positive tests and to keep our players safe. And when you look at it, I mean, over 3,300 tests have been conducted, and 99, including the 17, have come back positive. That's that's less than 3% here. Right. Uh, so, again, I, I don't know what else Major League Baseball can do. They're testing I me. Mean, the Juan Soto situation, he, he was negative on four previous tests. So and I don't know the the validity of these tests, but I don't know what right. more Major League Baseball can do. They're doing the testing. The majority of the numbers are more than fine. I just don't get this. What what, what people are, are want to shut that. it down and do this because again, what more can they do? They're doing the testing. They're getting the results yep. back as quickly as they can, and overall, the numbers support continue to play baseball. 
And, and the argument to that would be that do what the NBA and the NHL have done, which is create a bubble where it's only going to be in one location. Everybody comes to that location and stays there and no one leaves and you test everybody. Now, granted, some people left the NBA location, but the NHL has arrived at the two locations in Toronto and Edmonton where you're testing daily, no one's leaving, no different people are coming in and out of the contained bubble. That would have been the argument, and baseball was trying to work through that, remember, back in April and May. I know you and I talked about that, and you talked about that on your show, and they instead decided to kind of use like the honor system, like the Boy Scout honor system here, and everybody go behave yourselves in your own markets and don't be irresponsible. And okay, so let's let's just hope that we hold it together. Because I'm with you. I, I like the positive attitude of we are not going to shut the entire thing down because of this. Let's try to finish uh, as much of the regular season here over these two months as we can. I like that attitude. I just am skeptical right now when you already have one team that is completely sidelined for a week and again for the Phillies I don't I don't know how they're going to play this week with all the uncertainty about how many of their guys may have gotten it over the weekend playing against the Marlins. All right, TJ Reeves joins us from Tampa, Florida. He is the Bucks sideline guy, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, yep. them. Let's those guys. So let's talk about uh we'll get to the Bucks here in a minute, but let's talk a little NFL news. You know, the Patriots now have five guys that have decided to opt out. Uh, Dante Hightower. Five counting. Yeah. Does Patrick, Patrick Chung, Chung, does, yep. does Patrick Chung make six? Uh, I mean, is it going to be 17 by tomorrow for it, the Patriots? It, ex- I don't know. Exactly. And here we go. And then we get the news, you know, Michael Pierce for the Vikings. He opts out. We were just got done talking about that. Just signed a three-year, $27 million deal. But, hey, I'm decided not to play. But guess what? I'll take $350,000 as my consolation prize. That's fine and dandy. I don't know about this. Again, here we go. Now we're hearing NFL should maybe go down to 12 games, or maybe we should uh, do a different uh, type of format. Uh, again, I, it seems, you know, pandemic, panic, that, that's, that's why this, the, that's what it sounds like here. It's, I'm, not, I'm not buying it. I'm not happy right, about right. it. But again, five Patriots opting out here, a little premature or what? And, and again, should these guys be getting paid if they're saying, you know, I don't think I want to show up. I understand well, if you test positive. Okay, so also, by the way, if you hadn't seen it right before I came on, I just happened to see this, that apparently Nick Foles, who the Bears traded for, the former Eagles Super Bowl hero, spent last year essentially uh, like being a, a year in, uh, in prison uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, for a year with that d- disaster that they've had. So they traded Foles in the offseason to Chicago, and Foles has apparently opted out. And so... My, you know, my, and my understanding there is he's got health issues with his family and with his children that he is concerned about. So uh, from what I gathered from what they agreed to is they've got a panel, the NFL, with doctors, and they review your situation. And if you have valid concerns, you get the 350000 that we would all love to have. Uh, but if it is not deemed valid, it is, it is like a third of that. It's like something like 150000 125000 where they say, hey, we're going to give you minimal money here, minimal relative to NFL salary standards, uh, if you don't want to play. So let's, let's see how this continues, and, and does the NFL make an adjustment um, in terms of a, a bubble idea, too, for not having the spread of this and being able to contain it. So 
TJ, we're, we're day-to-day, my friend, no right. doubt. TJ, in the last 10 minutes, Dan Healy of NFL Network is reporting, talk to family member Nick Foles is not opting out. Fake news. Uh, so Interesting. Conflicting okay. reports right now with Foles. So it, it's really an hour, hour yeah, at a time, day-to-time. Yeah, yeah it's almost minute-by-minute. Minute. It's, it's, it's craziness. All right, man, let's talk about your camp over there, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, we saw him uh, going to the trailer, yep. uh, getting the COVID yep. test, reporting to Bucks camp. Uh, so give us the latest. Tom Brady. He's, he's there. He's there. They've got the bubble going. And, again, it's going to be as weird. I've been around Buccaneer training camps either as a fan back in the day, as a middle schooler and a teenager back in the 80s, or now working all the way through the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. Did you have your a... Vinny Testaverde creamsicle jersey on when you attended exactly. those? Exactly. I never had a Vinny jersey, no, oh. but I, I was <laughs> Ricky <laughs> Bell. How about Ricky Bell? Had the old, had the old Leroy Selman, et cetera. Nice. Nice. This, Hardy Nickers. This is Good. as crazy a situation, though, as you could imagine, because like we've talked about on your show, you've got the six-time Super Bowl winner in, uh, in Tom Brady, three-time league MVP, who's here as a free agent, and now you have all of this uncertainty about how much can they practice, when can they play, but he is, in fact, in the building for the first time. He's not, he's not even been allowed in the building. They haven't allowed players in the building up until now with all these phases and the protocols. So he's there. They're going through all of the testing. They're going to uh, make sure that these guys uh, can then get around their coaches, et cetera, et cetera. So... There is obvious interest down here. There are a lot of people buzzing about the last couple of days with the veteran guys showing up, and there's concern here, as is, as is in every other market, are some of these guys going to opt to not play? Whether you're talking about Buccaneers or Patriots or Cowboys or Rams or whoever you want, Raiders in that town, uh, Champion Chiefs, etc. Who's Who's going to decide they don't want to play, and how does that affect things? So. Uh, again, Brady here for now. It's big news here, and we'll take it a day at a time with the Buccaneers. How many game shows is Gronk doing? I, I, I flipping the channels again the other night <laughs> on national television. He's dancing around, doing some other nonsense uh, with comedians and players uh, with right. T.O. Did you see that? That's and, the CBS game show that they taped uh, months ago and, and had intended uh, to run it this summer all along that's coming out. Uh, he was phenomenal in the rhythmic gymnastics spoof a la Will Ferrell in, in old school in the comedy movie. You need to YouTube that for your audience. You guys, check out Gronk off that show doing the rhythmic gymnastics. And it was actually pretty good. Is it He's better than pretty agile? Is it better it than is it better than Mike Tyson singing "One Night in Bangkok" at the end of Hangover Nineteen? <laughs> So anyway, yeah, Gronk, is, Gronk has been out there with the WWE. Quick, I need that song. Cup. I'm dying for that song. One Night in Bangkok, one of my all-time favorites. I have the 12-inch. I used to play it back in the day <laughs> in Magic City and those beautiful clubs I used to DJ in. One Night in Bangkok, uh, TJ Reeves. That's right, you. And there's a missing uh, finger. That's it. Where's right. the missing finger at? But you need the Mike Tyson version. Yes. No, this is better. I love this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This, these interviews with you always devolve into something. But, yeah, Gronk. Gronk here, Brady here, so we got that going on. I can't help it you don't have any soul. You don't got any rhythm. You're probably some hard rocker. I'm trying to get you in the club scene, man. Come on, let's go. The mirror ball. There you go. Absolutely. A big hit there in Florida. Oh, man, this plays (laughs) on the 80 stations here in Vegas all the time. Every four hours. (laughs) What's the name of that group? Huh? 
There you go. We'll give you a little trivia there. Murray Head. Oh, exactly. Yeah, Murray Head. Say, was it, that, was the guy's, that was the guy's name, the one-hit wonder. There were a whole bunch of one-hit wonders in the 1980s, that's for sure. TC, I've got, I've got the breaking news on the All betting line. Right. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. Right. Tyson currently sits as a minus... Oh, you want to guess? Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah, I want to do that. I wanted to set the the stage first there. So, TJ Reeves, we were talking earlier today on Big Fight Weekend podcast. You guys can go check it out. And we talked about Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson, <laughs> Tyson signing the contract with the blunt. So, I asked the believer. Oh, it's we, we we have to find out what the betting line here is. There is one up. TJ, you want to take a guess on who the favorite is? I think they got to have Roy Jones favored. He's younger. He's not been uh, wasting away in Marijuanaville uh, to play on a, a on a Buffett song. I got is Roy Jones Jr. not favored. I'm gonna go. Believer? I'm gonna go Tyson minus one forty five. What do we got, believer? We currently have Mike Tyson as a minus. 210 betting favorite. Wow. Roy Jones at plus 170. Yeah, see, I, I think Mike's taking now, it serious. It's a scheduled eight-round fight or ten-round fight. Eight. And I want to know what the under-over is on the fight not going, let's say, four rounds, because it may not. Yeah. Well, I would think, love to do, know do that we have a, Do we have a round prop yet? We don't have a round prop yet. And not this yet. This is from sportsbettingdime.com. All right, there you go. Wow. There you go. Yeah, so... Uh, we had Hey, we had a blast talking about that on Big Fight Weekend on the podcast, and it's now on YouTube. I put it up on YouTube. I shared it out. I tagged you so they can see your mug with my buddy Marquise Johns, the senior writer, going round and round about Tyson and Jones. I mean... You guys, you guys uh, cover this stuff. Vegas, arguably the fight capital of the universe. They're not going to fight this fight in Vegas. They're going to fight it in California. But a fight is the loose term. I mean, this is a silly circus exhibition. That's what this is going to be. And it's a money grab, like you said, on our stuff. So yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. TJ, I got to believe you've been pulling uh, our guy, the doctor, T.C. Martin, with you over there in Tampa because earlier this week he had some Bubba the Love Sponge references. <laughs> That's Tampa's own right there. I don't know where that I came correct. up with that one. That's true. You're right. Yeah. 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 It all connects back to West Central Florida, baby. Again, the NBA is here. The WNBA is here. The MLS was here. We got the Marlins crisis going on. We got Brady showing up with the Bucks. We got the Rays three and one on the start in baseball, smashing the Braves last night. So there's a lot happening here in this state, my friend. All right, there he goes. All right, TJ Reeves. You can find him a great follow on Twitter, Buck Sideline Guy. Go ahead, plug the Big Fight Weekend podcast one more time. There you go. You just did BigFightWeekend.com, Big Fight Weekend podcast, wherever you find podcasts, and the YouTube channel. You can see TC along with Marquise and me on the YouTube. Big Fight Weekend is the YouTube channel. We just put that up. We're kicking around the Tyson Jones fight and all the topics. Watch Mike Tyson destroy Marvis Frazier. The anniversary of that fight was this past weekend. We have that on the video roundtable. So enjoy all that. Great to be with you, TC. Take care, brother. Appreciate you. We'll let you get back to the compound in Florida as he resides on the golf course. All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right, believer. Quake, we're back at tomorrow. Dr. Christina Madison comes and joins us tomorrow. So we'll uh, get her thoughts about sports and COVID. Yeah, uh, last shameless plug at the Orleans tonight. The men versus women hoopathon. Nate Robinson in the WNBA versus NBA. We can't go. We, we can't go. We I can't we get got, there, right? We got ordered on pay-per-view. There you Dish go. Dish TV, direct TV. All right. Have yourself a good one. Miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. We'll catch you manana at 2.